And now, time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Prodger Ritchie, here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. Bill Bliss here of the Mass Steel Podcast. We're, of course, yours truly, Charles Prize Ritchie. As uh, we are getting ready to count down uh, for tomorrow, the Steelers versus the Browns on Thursday Night Football, which will be on Prime Video. And once again, if uh, you're not subscribed to Prime Video, Video, you could subscribe to NFL Plus. You could start your free week uh, trial today. And you pay your $4.99 or $9.99 a month right there. Or you pay an annual fee. And uh, basically, you can watch live uh, primetime games and local games in your TV market, as well as full game or condensed replays of the game at the conclusion. Once again, you guys can follow me on Twitter at CGR and on Instagram at Nation. Steelers versus Browns. It's been a uh, definitely all-time rivalry for a lot of years. Uh, Steelers right here. And uh, basically, uh, during the last uh, five matchups, including the playoffs, the Steelers took the previous uh, three out of five uh, matchups in this one. Uh, the all-time uh, head-to-head uh, series between these uh, two teams, uh, which began in uh, 1950, was the first uh, game, which is on October 7th, which the Steelers lost. The all-time uh, head-to-head rivalry is in the favor of the Steelers. They are 75-60-1 uh, first rounds in the regular season, and then they are also 2-1 versus them against, in the playoffs making a career all-time head-to-head record for the Steelers by about 16 games at 77-61-1. And as we get ready to kick off the opening drive right here, uh, some big news uh, right now as it relates to former Pittsburgh Steeler and Cleveland Browns quarterback Joe Hayden. As uh, Joe Hayden has announced uh, and has been re has been tweeted out by uh, both Brooke Pryor and Jake Trier, who covers the Steelers and the Browns for ESPN, that he will be retiring up, retire, will be hanging up the cleats after 12 seasons. Uh, Hayden has been, and during his 12 seasons, he has been a three-time Pro Bowler, with one of them being uh, back-to-back years in 2013 and 2014. And then he also had his uh, one and only Pro Bowl year with the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers in his uh, career here. As we look at it, which was uh, back in 2019, uh, right there. And all his times with the Steelers right there, he has career high uh, with the Steelers and their receptions with five. His career high in receptions and his overall playing career was in his rookie season which was back in 2010, was six, and where he had 101 yards uh, returned. And uh, also, too, for uh, Joel Hayden right now, he finishes with 29 uh, career interceptions, 
which included two pick sixes. He led the Steelers uh, in back-to-back seasons from 2018 for 2019 in interceptions with two in 2018 and five in 2019. And the moment that stood out, I think a lot of people remember uh, Joe Hayden for, was the game-sealing interception that put that held the Patriots off for good uh, four years ago this December, December 16th, uh, late Sunday afternoon game versus New England Patriots. Remember, that was also a year uh, where the Steelers wore their uh, color rush uniform on uh, TV for the second time uh, that season as they went ahead and defeated the Patriots uh, 17-10 to right there. Uh, it was a crucial win they needed to keep their season alive as well as staying atop the division. As we all know, the Steelers did not make the playoffs uh, that year, thus disrupting a uh, making the playoffs of four straight years. Uh, that got up, ended right there, but I think a lot of people will definitely remember that moment in like it was just yesterday right there. Too, and you think about it too, it was a rematch from almost a, a year prior at that point. It was from a year prior pretty much uh, when they lost to the Patriots on December 17th, uh, which ended in some controversy with Jesse James. Uh, you know, like, did he have a play catch in the end zone for a touchdown, which ended up getting overturned during the Patriots uh, winning that game. And I think the Steelers hammed down by two possessions uh, late in the game in the fourth quarter and uh, could not hold it off. The New England Patriots end up did holding on uh, to not only get the bye, but the best record in the AFC. The Steelers did not have that opportunity uh, to face them again or go any further in the divisional round in 2017. Of course, their season uh, was upended by the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, which was in the middle of a uh, current uh, four four-game losing streak uh, by the Steelers, which began by the Patriots in the AFC uh, championship game. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't really uh, do much in the playoffs, to be honest with you, but when you look at his uh, time in the playoffs, he only had uh, two career games with the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2017-2018, where he only had one pass deflection, and that was in the divisional round versus Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, he didn't really show up that much, to be honest with you. But then uh, you look at everything else. I mean, just recently had a three uh, completion against percentage uh, when trying to defend Patrick Mahomes in last year's playoffs versus Kansas City Chiefs in the wild card round, uh, which still has had a little show for it, despite having earlier a fumble return for a touchdown by uh, eventual defense player of the year, TJ Watt. Uh, as you all know, too, I mean, uh, Joe Hayden has also been a big lover of uh, Michael Jordan's shoes right there, Air Jordans, as uh, Brooke Pryor's uh, documented right there, and always uh, coming in with a lot of style right here uh, for his uh, career as we uh, looked at it. And I uh, had a nice little story right there, uh, and it was a legend of Joe Money. Uh, for how Joe Hay was able to keep his swag and uh, right there. And uh, usually stands in front of his collection more than a thousand pairs of Jordans of carefully selects a pair of the day, Brooke writes. And then he decides to wander over the sweatsuit section of his color coordinator closet and picks a set that matches the shoes every single day. 
right there. So, uh, Joe Hay, I just want to just say on behalf of Steel Nation, and of course your fellow Browns fans right there, for having a very good NFL career. Just want to wish you all the best at this point. I know, unfortunately, the Steelers and Joe Hay were unable to come to terms uh, this past offseason. Uh, his uh, contract situation was, of course, up in limbo, as uh, they have heard uh, nothing uh, in regards to that. I know he will love to continue uh, playing on with the Steelers right there. But uh, instead, according to uh, Jake uh, Trotter uh, right now, uh, Am Schefter reports that Joe Hayden will sign a one-day contract to retire as a Brown right there. So once again, just uh, thank you for very five wonderful seasons. Uh, and I got to be honest with you, Joe Hayden, I think, uh, did really did bring an attitude uh, for the secondary. I know 2018 wasn't their best year as a team uh, in their receptions. When you look back uh this time here in uh, Pittsburgh, I mean, if you think about it, remember in 2017 when he came, I mean, when, when you look at, like, the impact that he made uh, – on this team too. I mean, when you look at everything, I mean, and you prior to that, you had like Will Gay and stuff and Ike Taylor not too long ago, about maybe last since 2014. But you, you look at it too. I remember 2018 was probably like their low mark, and where the Steelers in that season only had uh for that year eight interceptions uh that season. And uh, right there. And in 2019, uh, of course, when they had uh, Mika Fitzpatrick join this team, who helped bring that defense with a little extra swagger, along with Joe Hayden, who had a Pro Bowl year that season. I mean, you look at them right there. I mean, not only did the Steelers uh, find a way to jump that number out significantly, uh, they had about 12 more interceptions that year. They had uh, 20 uh, all together, uh, which also included that year a uh, pick six, which we haven't seen in a long time, two fumble returns uh, for a touchdown, which was by uh, Minka and uh, Devin Bush in his rookie season. Uh, Joe Hayden, I, I just feel like right now, uh, he was definitely one of the coolest guys on this team. I just think it was just unfortunate. Uh, we did not see enough of him in the playoffs to really take this team to the next level, going back to and winning a Super Bowl, unfortunately, as sadly as it was. But definitely uh, show his loyalty to the black and gold. And uh, for that, just want to salute you, uh, my friend. Just uh, thank you for wonderful memories, nonetheless. I uh, wish you could have won a Super Bowl with this team. But anyway, that's how life goes in the NFL. Uh, definitely a tremendous uh, player to have on here. So let's go ahead and get into the, the top trending uh, head of the snake in this week uh, as regards to the Pittsburgh Steelers. It has been the offense that has been lacking consistency. Now you look at Matt Canada and uh, Mike Tomlin was always been alluded to with Ben Rosberg, his lack of mobility, uh, not being able to move around the pocket or extend plays as he once did. And Mike Tomlin definitely said, remember, at the beginning of the year, at their year-end press conference of the 2021 season, 
that mobile quarterback is definitely something they are very much paying attention to. Well, you look at it right now where the Pittsburgh Steelers are at going into this game uh, for right now, uh, Steelers uh, versus Browns. Offensively right now, uh, they are 20th in the league in uh, points scored, which is 37, and are 30th in the league in uh, total yards with 510. And then not only that, too, the passing game, more importantly, 28th in the league at 344 net yards. And on top of that, once again, the running game continues to struggle. Of course, Najee Harris usually has slow starts, but they are 26 right now, 166 yards, no rushing touchdowns. But the passing touchdowns has only been uh, two. That has been to uh, Pat Fryermove, and I believe the other one was to Najee Harris. But uh, Matt Canada, who's in his second year, uh, not off to the rosiest of starts, had one former uh, Steeler uh, come on the air to uh, give his fair criticism. This was uh, Arthur Motes on the Polly Miller Show. Arthur, what are your, what do you think of the job he's doing, or what would you say about his offense through two games? He's been inconsistent. Um, it's been times where I look at the drive that Matt Canada had. Um, I want to say it was the Pat Frymuth touchdown drive and the drive before that we get the field goal. Both of those drives, I loved how he was calling the calls out there. The problem is that isn't happening consistent enough. And you're going to hear that be the thing when we're talking about this offense. They've shown everything that we might have wanted to see, but the problem is it hasn't happened frequently enough. And when you're talking about the lack of consistency and the lack of frequency, now you kind of feel like, man, well, what is our identity? Where can we turn to? What do we need to do to fix this thing? But for me, all I'm saying is time. After two games, they're still figuring out who their identity is, offensively, defensively, special teams. We talk about the defense, right? We haven't got to them yet, but we will eventually. They don't even have the same 11 starting in two weeks just yet. So offensively, when you're talking about that group, how many reps has that starting 11 had in stadium together? They're still figuring it out. And I think for me, man, when I look at that offense, when I look at this running game, when I look at Matt Canada, I say to myself, man, time, time, first four weeks. But – that was something that we also said prior to the preseason and prior to the regular season starting. And as a fan base and media included, we get into the regular season and two games happen and we kind of lose our mind and forget that, hey, we said it was going to take a couple of weeks to see what this offense is going to look like for them to figure things out. Patience. And, of course, that is a key word, uh, patience, uh, said by Arthur Moses. Uh, he was expressing uh, frustration right there. And, yeah, definitely like a lack of inconsistency and definitely trying to figure out their own identity. Uh, definitely you could see that right there. And you, you look at, like, some of the reasons why they've been uh, inconsistent right here, too. I mean, one of the things, too, I mean, they're trying to do is open up the passing game and get George Pickens more involved. Now, remember, Pickens, he has been uh, targeted six times, only two receptions for 26 yards. I mean, for right now with one reception per game. Uh, Pat Frymuth and Najee Harris, as I mentioned a moment ago, uh, they are the only two non-receivers. Pat Frymuth, of course, who plays tight end and running back for Najee Harris, are the only two players with a touchdown reception. I mean, other than that, what have we been seeing from the Steelers team this year? I mean, we know they've been struggling with the running game, so they want some trick plays, kind of like help open up things a little bit more. We go with Matt Canada's scheme, and – Look at it right there. It's just uh, it's not translating to anything uh, encouraging right now. 
Because when you take a look at that running game right there, uh, in the rushing aspect, you got Chase Claypool second on the team in rushing with 36 yards off of six attempts, averaging six yards a carry on those trick plays, while Najee Harris has been not even averaging uh, three yards per attempt. It's 2.9 to be exact. I mean, the second leading running back, well, who's technically third behind receiver Chase Claypool, is Jalen Warren, who's not even barely that much impressive, seven carries for 22 yards. I mean, that's where, when you try and look at like what's going on, and remember Mitch Trubisky, who's a former Chicago Bear right there, who's uh, played four seasons with them, three years primarily as a starter, beginning in 2018 was his first full-time year. He did eventually start in 2017, a couple games in. But, I mean, the moment right now, the pulse right now, I mean, Mitch Trubisky definitely won the starting job uh, throughout training camp and the preseason. I definitely got to believe there is, like, some, you know, belief. I mean, just watching him play that he does feel a little bit of pressure breathing down his back. And I know it's very mixed right now. Mike Tomlin does feel right now on the criticism, of course, you know, for Cherubisky. But, I mean, everyone has to step up. Everyone has to get involved and be uh, making plays. And uh, right now, Mitch Bisky even said, uh, in quote, I think I could look for 14, referring to uh, George Pickens, more often. He's doing a great job for us. I've just got to get these playmakers to football, where it's whatever out there running. I've just got to get them the ball. It really comes down to me making better decisions, being aggressive, and giving, putting us ourselves in that position. Uh, and for a second game in a row, the past game was stagnant. Monday, Mike Tomlin uh, preached patience in the developing office, but he also said that both the quarterback and play calls could be more aggressive. Uh, Matt Cannon was able to add to that saying, obviously there's more, I mean, there's opportunities down the field that we've got to make. Offense coordinator uh, Matt Cannon will continue to say, we're going to keep Mission in, in position to make plays, and we have to do that. We'll continue to do that until we win. We have to make plays. We have to call plays. It's all of us until we produce enough on offense. I'm in charge, and I'm fine with that. There's a lot of guys doing their job, including all of us as coaches. We never got, we're never going to point a finger anywhere, uh, end quote. Uh, Chase Claypool would also add, too, that our offense isn't dead in the water. It's just a couple of different things happening in the game, even like two different plays, uh, big plays that the offense makes, and maybe no one's talking about the offense. Because those plays could be 50, 60 yards apiece. I think we just got to trust the plan. Trubisky would also add, too, I'm comfortable with it. Uh, Trubisky's saying of using the up, using tempo offense, you've just got to pick and choose when you use it. About the time we use it in the game, it worked well. So if we could, so if we use it more often, that's up to the coaches. And then Mason Cole, his center, would also say, I don't think there's any doubt with Mitch. We know the kind of player Mitch is. Mitch is a winner. He's won in this league. He's won for this offense already. Everyone in this locker room, everyone in this organization believes in Mitch. 
And that's the thing, too. I think for right now, but you need the running game to get a little bit more going. I mean, you know, continue to, like, run, chip away, get some yards. I mean, the offensive line has been showing a little bit of encouragement. I mean, not as bad as it was last year. I think the pass protection has definitely improved just a little bit. I mean, only four sacks in two games, which is not that bad. They only gave one sack against the Bengals in the first week and only three this past week against the Patriots, which was kind of expected a little bit more. I mean, Bill Belichick has a very defensive-minded coach historically. Because uh, whenever you try and get an offense going, open up the pass game, you set up with some consistent running right there, catching defenses off guard, trying to uh, win them out a little bit. And then once you continue to chip and chip away, then eventually, you know, play action offense could eventually start to break things open. You can kind of loosen things up a little bit more. Uh, analyze the field and attack the weak spots of the defense right now. So those uh, have to, I think, like gel and work hand-in-hand together right there for the Steelers to be successful right now. Because everyone right now is looking at the NFL and – this is not going to be like an offense like the Buffalo Bills or necessarily like the Baltimore Ravens or Kansas City Chiefs or the Green Bay Packers where you're just looking at, you got like elusive quarterbacks. I mean, you definitely just got the proper personnel, weapons, and just all of a sudden expect everything is going to be smooth. I do believe the Steelers do well on this team. I don't think that's necessarily too much of an issue. But when you look at everything else on here, I mean, it does start first and foremost with the offensive line right here. And, of course, we got uh, Chase Claypool, who's playing in the slot right now, and Deontay Johnson, who still is, like, uh, struggling uh, catching his passes. He still leads his team with uh, dropping nine passes right there followed by uh, Chase, I mean, uh, Pat Fryer move with eight, dropping eight of them. But he's still managing to lead his team in reception yards with 112, but zero touchdowns right there, uh, which is a concern right now. And as we continue to look at this team and wondering why they're not going further, why they're not being able to chip away in certain games. So... Those are going to be the significant things. We also have some updates in regards to the roster right now. Uh, the Steelers have signed wide receiver Jakari Robinson uh, to their practice squad and released cornerback uh, Mark Gilbert. Uh, if you remember, I think uh, Jakari Robinson was released uh, earlier, but he is back. He is on the practice squad right now. And uh, currently uh, on the Steelers' uh practice squad who did just let go like I said they released uh, Mark Gilbert right now so Robertson uh, he's uh, in his rookie season coming out of Wake Forest right now at six foot one he is been uh, signed there as per the injury report uh, let, as we uh, looked at that right there uh, Devin Bush who had foot injury was a full participant since uh, Friday and uh, Mika Fitzpatrick, uh, he showed up on the injury report as of today. Uh, he was limited in practice. So those are your only two starters right there. Uh, Mika was limited, so there's probably a little bit of concern, but uh, Devin Bush right there, uh, he looks like he should be good to go for tomorrow. 
Now, as for the Browns, as we learned earlier in the week on uh, Monday, they'll definitely be without defensive end uh, Jadavion Clowney, who has an ankle injury. Uh, tight end, uh, former Steeler Jesse James. Uh, biceps, he is on injury reserve. As well, who's on injury reserve is uh, defensive end Chase Winovich. He has a hamstring, so he'll definitely be rolled out. While uh, the players that were limited in practice, you got starting left guard Joe Batonio, biceps, along with right tackle Jack Conklin. Knee was limited all last all week. And, of course, former Steeler tackle uh, Chris Hubbard, who's been dealing with an illness, uh, he was limited in practice. So let's go ahead and wrap up and get the keys to the game right here as uh, we get ready to get ready for this Thursday night matchup here at First Energy Stadium tomorrow night. Uh, very first key of the game, winning the line of scrimmage. For the pass rush, it will be right right outside linebacker Alex Highsmith versus left tackle uh, Jedrick Wills right here. Browns have given up uh, two sacks, which is 29th. Last week, the Steelers had uh, zero sacks versus Mac Jones and a Patriots right there. You look at a guy like Alex uh, Highsmith, who actually, I think, uh, started off well, I mean, in the first game right here. I mean, Highsmith, he had uh, he has three sacks. That was, of course, all in the first game versus Cincinnati Bengals. He's also got three tackles for loss, uh, five quarterback hits right here, too. And so he's a guy who's looking to, like, uh, pick things up a little bit. And, of course, I mean, you saw how much the impact – I mean, T.J. Watt, his presence not being on that, uh, not getting a sack there. 0-5 career-wise when T.J. Watt is not on the field. But I'm not really too concerned about that. I think eventually they're going to figure that out. They're going to find ways. Because cause remember, they, they were in that game. They only gave up 17 points. I think they did much better full yards-wise. Now, granted, I mean, that's Bill Belichick still struggling with a brand new uh, Patriots uh, team and roster, still some familiar paces uh, on that defense. But I mean, all things considering, that was that game was still winnable for the Steelers right there. I still believe it was just a lack of third down conversions and just not being more effectively in the passing right there. Uh, as for the offensive side of the ball, for uh, per, as far as protecting the quarterback, and, and real quick before we get into that. The code percent right there, too. This would be a good time to like sack him. Uh, he is towards bomb in the league as far as getting the ball off his hand uh, quick. He's 27 in that regard, uh, which is he has one of the slowest releases at about 2.9 seconds, almost three seconds right there. So if you're looking for like a pass rush uh, to come and either quarterback alive, I think tomorrow will be a good night right there on Thursday night football. Uh, that'd be a time. Now it's for the pass rush on offense. Look for, once again, left tackle, Den Moore, the fend-off, uh, Will linebacker, uh, Jeremiah Awusa-Kora Moa, who has 14 tackles, and look for right tackle, uh, Chooks Korafor to defend against left defensive end Miles Garrett, who leads his team with three sacks. Of course, uh, flashback uh, three years ago. I mean, he'll definitely always be remembered for the ugly uh, incident uh, near the end of the game, when the Steelers, I believe, were trailing by two touchdowns, who got beat up on that Thursday night game in Cleveland, uh, when Miles Garrett uh, took Mason Rudolph's uh, helmet and swung it at his head, uh, right there. 
Uh, we'll see how that goes. But right there, I think that is going to be a bigger sign right there. I mean, Miles Garrett, I mean, you talk about him being a game wrecker. I mean, he was definitely still considered one of the defense players year the last couple of years. Uh, he's definitely a guy they cannot fall asleep at the wheel on. Uh, last key for this game, pound the – I mean, no, excuse me. My second key for this game would be piling the rock, get Jalen Harris and – I mean, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren going. Harris struggled early. Once again, they ran the ball 25 times for 72 yards, uh, not even three yards per attempt. It's 2.9. Uh, Jalen Warren, he has seven attempts for 22 yards, 3.1 yards per attempt. Now, this would be very vital to open up the passing game. And my last key for this game, Mitch needs to trust his eyes. Why is that? He needs to break the offense game more as receivers involved. Deontay Johnson has 22 targets, followed by Pat Firemove with 17 and Chase Claypool 12 are his top targets, while Pickett's has been only targeted six times. So once again, I think uh, Mitch Trubisky, he has to be uh, very aware of that. Uh, this is going to be a, definitely a big wake-up call for him because if not, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say at this point. Other than that, I think, you know, like Mike Tower realizes this offense is a job for everybody. Everybody needs to be stepped up doing their part, uh, like uh, helping each other out and like uh, guiding the path of one another. Because if not, it's going to be a long season. And one of the things we continue to forget, too, when they had that uh, season like they did, especially in 2019, when the offense was struggling and the running the ball was towards the bottom of the league. Remember, he had these guys. I mean, thank God Mika Fitzpatrick was playing like a playmaker. Uh, I definitely believe he's going to be one final key to this game. Lower leg cramps right there. I mean, going into this game, I'm I'm looking for other people on this defense uh, too right now. I mean, outside of him, I'm going to be looking for guys like Arthur Millette who plays in the nickel corner right – I mean, nickel cornerback packages right there. Look for him to have, uh, step up as for of course Cam Sutton. Cam Sutton's definitely going to need a big game in this one. So look for those two guys to uh, help out Mika cover the middle of the field right there. And that's going to do it for this edition here of Showblitz here of the Steelers versus Browns Thursday night football pregame show. Once again, you guys can follow me on social media, on Twitter at MattSteelCGR and on Instagram at MattSteelNation. So I leave you. Don't be trolling. Be rolling. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. I got it.